0: Welcome to the Pro Wrestling For You podcast. Snap, crackle and cheap pops. And here's your host, Mr. Phil Woodvine.
1: So on today's show, ladies and gents, it's the one, the only, the better way to it's drill. Drill, how the devil are you doing, sir? I'm all right, mate. How are you? I am not too shabby at all. I'm glad we've worked out some sort of technical issues with obviously Skype. Skype is a bit of a dick. And we've both yeah. said we're quite technophobes. But we have got there in the end, so you know what—it's all uphill for me. That's not too bad. No, it's not. It's great, that isn't it? And um, you are the first person few champion that we've that we've had on. The G 6 hasn't been on yet. The tag champs haven't been on yet. So we are literally started at the top with the person Few champion. That's not bad. Well, well no. If, you, if you're going to start anyway, you're going to start from the top, and then obviously uh, it's all downhill for me. <laughs> Uh, after, after, yeah after Ryan Mike was saying some naughty words I thought it was going to be downhill from that first episode but we, we've, we've marched on we, we're, the very end of season 2 so it can't be all that bad
0: oh that's meant that's that but do you, know, do you know what Phil do you know what Go you, on. Improve, you improve on every show
1: that's how it works you get better and better well, hopefully. I mean, you know, I've, I have my little moments that I occasionally put my foot in my mouth. But a little bit of confidence every time, trimming the shows down, tr- trimming how we do and what questions we ask and whatever. Yeah, hopefully people enjoy it. So, you know, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Mint. 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 So obviously, most pressing few fans, uh, yeah, if they're going to listen to this, they're going to know you as a just a performer. They don't know that necessarily that you're a promoter, which is kind of why I wanted to talk to you anyway. Because I don't know of anyone that's travelled down the same road that you have in terms of being uh, predominantly a a heel performer, so predominantly a babyface performer to being to being a promoter and perform all rolled into one. I mean, I can't think of anyone else that that's done that off the top of my head. Um, um, I, I
0: would no, not. No, not even Steve Saxon has done that, has he?
1: Uh, so, yeah, exactly. I, mean, he's, I know he's done a bit of wrestling, but yeah, juggling both at the, the exact same time, I think you're in a sort of like party of one on, on that. I could be wrong, maybe Martin Draper perhaps. But in terms of being yeah, predominantly, exactly. to, to predominantly a face to obviously promote him, for the most part, yeah, you, you wrestle as a face. I don't know if there is anyone else, which is why I wanted to get your stories out there. I mean, uh, so what what was it that led you to be in from... Chances are, I know you're going to be a wrestling fan when you were a kid, but why why make the jump from being a fan to try and being a performer? What was... Because some fans just want to watch, and that's cool. It takes a certain push to get you to join a school and to try something out. What what was that sort of push for you? Well, as... As, when I was a child, I've always been active,
0: an active child. So when I'm in the house, I've always been playing football, TIG, knock and run, <laughs> bushes, building dens, egging people's windows. So as, like, as I've got older, I've got different sports. So I tried karate once when I was younger. That was a bit, it was like half an hour. I was like, this is not for me. I was about six. Six or seven. I've tried judo. I did that for three years. No, two years, sorry. Uh, but as a child, your attention span isn't long. So I got bored of that. But like I said, I've always been an active child, but I've always loved playing football. So I did that. And I was always running all the time when in football. So I was like the fittest person in school, like constantly running. I would never start running. But I'd love being active. But when I was younger. Do you know the wishbones on a chicken? Yeah, well, I always made sure I got that before my sister did. Um, and my wish was the same all the time, so it was always like, I wish I'll be a wrestler when I get older, wish I'll be a wrestler when I get older. Um, and as I got older, uh, I thought, you know, I can, I
1: become a
0: wrestler, but obviously, with restrictions and not being able to drive anywhere, it was kind of hard, so I got into boxing and I did, I did pretty all right being a boxer. Um, I did that for like Four or five years, but yeah. then I, as like anything, I got bored of doing that, and I thought I need to do something else. I was a skinny kid when I was younger like, really, really skinny, like, more me and a butcher's pencil than me, put it that way. Um, so I started going to the gym to try and bulk up, and I was doing it wrong for years, but I thought if I get big, I can become a wrestler. So that, that was in my mind. So I was like, uh, if I get big, I'll become a wrestler. But I needed, obviously, I didn't drive. So I need to pass my test. And determined. Pass my test. I'm going to look for a training school. So that's what I did. So I must have passed my test about 19, 20, something like that. And I thought, right, yeah, go on Google. Let's have a meet on Google and we'll see where a training school is. And it took me ages to try and find a training school. And I finally stumbled across across GPW. It used yeah. to be called Garage Pro Wrestling, but it's now called Grand Pro Wrestling.
1: Can, can so what I, doing... I, I gonna to after to, I jump in here, because like, I don't want it to, to get, go too far down, that is the most like northern wish I've ever heard, to get a chicken's wishbone <laughs> and pull it out into wish to be a pro wrestler. I don't know. That's, that's amazing. I think there's a T-shirt in the making there somewhere. <laughs> I wish more... <laughs> I, I am going to tell lots of people about this story because I love that. that that is that is amazing so I know you went to, to GPW and I know you uh, you took a friend along with you that kind of had some uh, some mental health challenges it's no, this no, bit, but, no, but, friend. no. So
0: I I turned up and this other guy started at the same time as me as right, well. I'm with you.
1: but you did have some sort of mental health challenges probably the politically correct way of putting it yeah, he
0: had uh, mental, health, uh, mental health issues, he had mental challenges, um, so after about three weeks he couldn't understand the basics of wrestling, so Johnny told him, um, unfortunately this isn't the right sport, otherwise it'd be hurting other people, but I stayed on.
1: Yeah, I mean, that. that's in all fairness to Johnny Branigan that um, obviously was running GPW, that he's got to think of the safety of the other performers and obviously the safety of this kid himself so hats off to Johnny for for trying that yeah um, so I'm gonna have to ask because I no one has ever ever asked me why you're called drill and I don't even think I've ever asked that's just not something I've ever it's I don't know why because it's if it had been named John or Dave or Steve or something you just that's just a regular name drill isn't a name you come across in, in your yeah, regular life. But I've never asked. None of my fans that sort of come to the press in few shows, they're talking to me after shows or at the after show parties, whatever. No one's ever said, Do you know what, Phil, why is he called Drill? And if they did ask, I wouldn't know what to tell him. So how did that even come about? <laughs> it's
0: a really funny story, that one, to be honest with you. Well, I found it funny anyway. Uh, so what happened was when, I was when I was younger and I used to... You know, get into trouble. Fifteen sixteen, sat outside a canal, drinking some casino, a bit of white lightning. You know what <laughs> I mean? A bit of that, swimming in the canal as you do, that round round where I'm from, it's like the normal. Uh, and one on one day my mate was going, drill, drill, do this, blah, blah. About like, why do you keep calling me drill? He goes, I don't know, you just remind me of a drill. I'm like, what do you mean you remind me of a drill? He goes, I don't know. I'm just going to call you Drill for now. Uh, I'm whatever. Anyway, I used to be into rap as well. Like, big time rapper hip-hop. So, I used to think I could rap. I wasn't very good at it. But I used to love Dr. Dre. So, I used to call myself Dr. Drill. So, <laughs> to him, call me Dr. Drill. Me Dr. Drill. Pretty, really <laughs> embarrassing. But, um, yeah. So, uh, when I turned up to training with Johnny Brennan, Johnny goes, what's your name? And I go, oh, it's, it's Daryl. Is that? Like, like, really. He goes, why did he call you Drill? So I told him the story, I just told him, he just stayed laughing, he goes, Dr ah. Drill, that's stupid, that. he goes, i call you Drill, it sounds better, Drill, but anyway, so with that, he tried to get me to do a rap, and I'm like, I'm not the most quick-witted person in the world, you know, it takes me a while to get something sometimes. I felt proper embarrassed. I was like, no, mate, I can't, I can't do it. And even D- Dylan was there as well oh. at the time, taking the training sessions. He was like, go no, on, do it. Doing- no, I can't do it. it. I was proper embarrassed.
1: But yeah, that's why I'm no called Drill. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That is oh, Dr. Drill. I love that so much. I, I do realize at some point, we are probably going to get you to try and rap on a person for you show. I think that's, def- that's definitely a possibility.
0: You'll have to give me about three weeks for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have
1: to make sure obviously no swear words come out on the uh, on the show as well. Oh, so no Eminem? Yeah, we'll probably we'll probably minus out any Eminem, exhibits, Snoop, anything like that. We'll just take all that out.
0: <laughs>
1: Sweet. <laughs> so for those that uh, that are listening that have only ever seen you as this sort of the you know, the northern beverweight, the northern bruiser, this Essences of Peter Kay, essences of lots of sort of northern comedians, essences of bits of Harry Enfield and Chums, all these kinds of characters that rolled into one creates the bevyweight drill. The drill early doors was a very different animal.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Uh, when, I, when I first I mean, got into wrestling, as, as I made my debut, I originally started as a heel. My, first, my gimmick was originally a Nazi gimmick. That was my gimmick originally. Wow. So I, I was going to come out and be a bit racist. I was originally called Dwight Power. But then like a week <laughs> before my debut, Johnny was like, oh, it's a bit racist. That. <laughs> you probably get cheated in Wiggy for that because apparently Wiggins is a dog for being a bit racist. Which is not true. We just say how it is. Dwight Power.
1: Shit, a brick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ! I, I thought I'd heard everything. That's that's taken me for a leap. That as, <laughs> uh,
0: wow!
1: Fuck you now. Well, I mean, the the attire and the look that you kind of went for—it was the um, like Dot Martin boots. It's the rolled-up sort of uh, jeans. It's the the braces. It's got that sort of "This is England" kind of. Be
0: yeah, 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 that, that, yeah, that was the look was kind of going for, yeah. I had a bomber jacket as well. I still got still got that bomber jacket.
1: I mean, was that a Johnny Brannagrin, uh creation? Was that you? Was that kind of meeting somewhere in the middle?
0: Um, it was sort of like something to do with my family. Can't, like, I sent my family. It was my uncle, basically. I uh, told him that this is what my uncle was doing. He was a bit of a romper stop Matches with EDL and that, and um, basically, it just kind of got the gimmick character from there because obviously, I've got a
1: ball head as well,
0: so he thought it'll suit me.
1: Well, I'm, so I'm, I'm still in shock at that white power like that. Fuck it out. that takes, I mean, like it's, it's sort of cheesy names, you know, like it's sort of pun parody kind of names, like you know, just incredible. Justin Awesome, yeah, that, that sort of stuff. I mean Dwight yeah. Power, it's a great pun, but it's fucking ludicrously terrible. Like, oh my God.
0: <laughs> well well J- Johnny Johnny uh, Johnny Bragg comes up with some crazy ideas like uh, got Sad Beats. Yeah. 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 Great
1: great rest about a Daf daft name. But it works. It works. Yeah, I mean for, for him, I mean he's yeah, it, it definitely works. I mean there's no... Obviously, you're a promoter now as well, so you're going to be getting into this sort of stuff. There's no promoter in the history of the world that's never had a bad idea. Vince McMahon's still doing it. Bruce Pritchard's still doing it. Jim Cornette. Everyone that's in this business, not, they can't all be winners. Sometimes you, you'll say something, go, you know what, that's actually quite shit. But you don't know until you try.
0: Yeah, well, I, I said that when you
1: asked me about the... Um...
0: The Northern gimmick went, it's a bit shit, up Phil. It's not gonna work.
1: I yeah, don't,
0: I'm not really gonna do it. I've never been a good guy before. Oh, so, reverting back to the original question, I've always been a bad guy. I was like, it's not gonna work, Phil. I've never been a good guy. I don't,
1: you know what I mean? Like, oh, he's brilliant. We're gonna do it. About, I don't know. For, for for anyone that sort of like didn't see that transition, so. Well, it would have been 2014, 2015, somewhere along that kind of line. I'd started working at Britannia Wrestling, and that's where I would have met you properly. And just just seeing how you were before, during, and after the show, you just remind me a lot of Northern comedians, because you're a funny guy. There's no two ways about it. I'm going to blow a bit of smoke up your arse. You've got a very dry wit about you. And I've been into wrestling and stand-up comedy for as long as I can remember and you remind me a lot of, of like Northern comedians like you know, Peter Kay, like Ross Noble, uh, like loads of, um, John Richardson, like loads of these kinds of guys that see things quite simply, quite plainly, and say it how it is. And just being around you, it's like you just, you're like the Northernest guy ever. And I kept <laughs> seeing you month in, month out, and seeing that you were doing the, you know, the Bad Lads, uh, Skinheads, This Is England kind of stuff. And I just, I, I know the real you, and by turning that up to 11, and I, I thought that was a winner. So I remember talking to you about it and kind of pitching ideas for your attire and coming out with a flat cap. I think you came up with the idea for the, the body warmer. Yeah. Uh, and it was crazy because in my head, I couldn't see you as the Bad Lads guy. I I appreciated watching you because I think we we'd have been probably – On the same page at some point because they've both been heels for the most part. But I just thought there's more money, more entertainment, a lot more you could milk out of being a good guy and taking on board all these Northern comedians and taking on board all these Northern personalities. And I don't know what it would have been that I finally, maybe you can fill this in. So I'm pitching you all these ideas. You're kind of taking on board and saying, "Mm, I don't know if that's me. Would there have been a point that you'd have said, Fuck it, you know what? Let's give it a go. Um,
0: well, I thought I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I can do this. I'm I'll give it a go. You know, I am willing to give every, anything a go, but but some people do not frown it upon it wrestling. If you don't think you can do something, you shouldn't really do it because it can hurt me. But I'm I'm all in for giving everything a go. But for the first, what was it, six. Six to eight months, I say I probably struggled with it at first, trying to find you know, trying to find an identity with it, trying to not be too cheesy, but be generic with it. And it was I really struggled with it. And then just one day it just clicked straight away. And I was like, Oh, this is what I should do after having conversations with like some of the rest. I was like, what should I do with this? What should I do with that? How can I be different? Because your point was trying to be unique and be different from everyone else. It's like, what, what, it was like, what do northern people do, and what's funny? Yeah. And I just stuck to that, and I was like, right, this would be great if I were a body warmer, because that's what northern people do. Like, my idea was that, uh, originally, be like a farmer, so that. Like, but northern people were flat caps, the older generation, and they were body warmers, and... They've got a strong accent. Like, I've got a strong accent, but I make it even stronger when I'm in the wrestling ring. Yeah. And I was like, but I'm from Wigan. So, what, what the Wigan is like? And I was like, Wigan is like pies. So, people love food. People will like me if I give them free stuff. People like free stuff. And people aren't like being fed. I was like, pies, body warmer, blue hat, biff on it. And let's go with it. So, I just went balls deep in it and just did the most ridiculous things I could think of, and fans just set it up, and I was like, oh, this works. People want different things, and I was like, this is amazing. And, like I said, it took me eight months for it all clicked into place. Yeah. And then the rest is history, as we say.
1: And, I mean, would it be fair to say you've never looked back, or do you kind of look back on that sort of Bad Lads character and thing? Could you go back to that at a certain point, or? Um,
0: do you know what? I prefer doing what I'm doing now than what I was doing in the bad lads, as I feel yeah. being in part of the bad lads, I'm restricted to what I can do.
1: And I mean, it's, it's the same thing all the time, being a I mean, bad lad. That's been like, now you've got carte blanche. Anything that you want to do, you can, you, you can do. If you want to give out pies, you give out pies. If you want to put a carrot... <laughs> I love this. <laughs> <it>? <laughs> Carrots, if you want to put a carrot up someone's bum that you, you found, I mean, just thinking of the, the ridiculousness of this, you found a, bu- well, you stashed, quote unquote, a bucket of chicken under the wrestling ring at Preston Fuse Oscar 2, and we turned that into Troy Goose replacing it with carrots, you ended, up sho- you ended up shoving a carrot up Bjorn's bum, now this sounds like the fucking diary of a madman, but the crowd absolutely loved it. To the point of that, they were eating the carrots, so I'm kind of <laughs> certain that the carrot that had been, you know, up yours bum hadn't been eaten. Like, it sounds fucking mad, but I kind of think in this business where we've all got these championship belts, we've none of us got trousers, so belts with no fucking trousers, oh. like, you've got to have a bit of madness, and I think if you just succumb to the madness a little bit, I think yeah. the world is your oyster, and now is this version of drill. You can do I think you can pretty much get away with anything. You can get away with dance offs, you can get away with congas. You could, you gave out a million party hats at our first show of the year um, on the rocks this year. There's nothing that you can't get away with, nothing you can't be forgiven for. So I'd, i I think with, with the um, character
0: that I'm playing now, I can literally steal everybody's moves and people are like Oh, it's drill that. That's what drill does. I could literally have an affair with you half. <laughs> and you've got oh, ice drill. Just
1: leave it to it. Do you know what I mean? It's very liberating, isn't it? It's very liberating. Yeah. I, I
0: mean, there's, what the,
1: there's, one, there's, there's one thing I've got to give you a lot of credit for. And I don't think I've told this story on any of the podcasts so far. Now, we were both on an unstoppable wrestling show up in, would have been. Uh, what, what area is Unstoppable Wrestling, my mind's gone? Um, um, it's Yorkshire. Burn, Yorkshire. Like, so, yeah, it's so Burnley and I and mean, That Wait, might that, Paddy that, that German
0: sounding town.
1: Yeah, Ozzel Twistle and all this sort that. of stuff. So yeah. we were both on an Unstoppable Wrestling show, and because Dave Dovecchio was driving myself and him, we were very fucking late. Cheers to yeah. that, Dave. Nice one. And the show had let in at half six, and the show had started at seven, and we were like 10 minutes late we got there at seven minutes past seven and uh, the promoter ringing me uh, we couldn't get there any quicker i was like who's in the back who's in the back and he said oh well um, there's such and such such and such and there's drill i was like cool put drill on the phone to me i remember just saying to you get a microphone and just go and interview him kind of like javina mccall on street mates because you can vox pop better than fucking anyone and i'll see if you blow some smoke with your ass to just talk and make it feel natural like you just hey mate how are you doing just a very nice way of box popping with people and making it feel like it's part of the show you did that fucking well to the point that you kind of covered up our arses for 10 15 minutes so we could get in the back put a suit on Time, what the card is and run out and you're just interviewing people and being a bit cheeky having a bit of a joke with them you kind of like sat with them if there's some women you'd kind of like borderline chat and more a bit of fun and all this sort of stuff and that's just you just being you but cranked up to 11 a bit cheeky um and having a bit of fun with people so you've got to give yourself a lot of credit for this you think so i think so I mean, I don't know who else. When Phil, uh, who obviously runs Unstoppable, was listing me the people, I thought, like, no, that won't work. That won't work. Drill, yeah, give him a mic. That's it. <laughs> Just give him a mic and let him go do what I know he can do.
0: Well, well Phil went. Um, Phil went. Phil. Oh, yeah, you off. I'll fill it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Phil go, get a mic you wait there, talk about what did you talk about? Is that? Just be about me. Yeah, we don't smile as kids. I'm like, damn it! I just went, all right, no, then we're gonna have some laughs. be a bit cheeky. You know what I mean? I'll, to be honest, I was shitting a brick a little bit because I'm like, I don't know what I'm gonna say, but I just, you know, I just tried having a laugh. I mean, some of the cheekier, younger scallywags, you know, getting a bit lippy with me, so I'd shit them down.
1: I don't think some of the older people like that, but I was just being me. You know what I mean? Me, it, it, I, I think. And this this business kind of shows a lot of different sides to people. I think some people need to know a a complete script and some people can just do things on the fly. So Ric Flair's famous for literally just saying to, say, Ricky Steamboat, oh, I'll see you in the ring. And they call it on the fly in the ring. They just need to know who's winning and the preference of how to win. And that's it. They'll do it all out there and just feel it from the crowd. Now, what I... Lacking sort of being able to do that physically in wrestling, I think I can do that quite verbally, as proven by that unstoppable wrestling show. I literally put my tux on, put my bow tie on, as I watch the show. Oh, it's a single, then a submission, then a tag. All right, cool. You <laughs> you're like, what's yeah. to care about this. Is on first. We'll talk about it when you come back. <laughs> yeah. And, and I literally went through the curtain with knowing that it's a single, a single submission, then a tag. And I was like, oh, I hope I know these people that come out, play my music. So I play my music and walk straight out and just did that on the fly. And I think that's a skill that can't be overstated to just do things on the fly, whether it's physical and doing a match, whether it's verbal and vox popping. And I think you might be able to do both very fucking well, which, again, you've got to give yourself a lot of credit for. Yeah. Well, you, you've done it a few times to make pro
0: wrestling for me.
1: He's like, right, like that time when
0: we found out Kim was pregnant. He's like, right, what you're going to do is you're going to surprise Kim and you're going to go out there, talk a load of nonsense, and then do something. I was like, all right, then. I'll offer her two pies, one for her and one pop, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the massive pop. Kim's like, oh, what? Kim's like that all that one. should I tell him I'm, pregnant? I'm like, no, no, don't tell him. She's like, my, you don't need to know, Kim. But i am trying to... Not tell, not ruin the surprise by telling. You. She's like, "Oh, I'm not telling at time I'm pregnant." No, like, oh, no, Kim, you can't tell anyone.
1: Is that why <laughs> about? <I just> can't. <laughs> don't tell anyone, Kim. I love it. It's, it's so cool. Just to just do stuff on the fly like that is amazing because the fans know that it's not necessarily part of the show. But if you're doing it well, they don't give a flying fuck. They just want to be entertained. They pay the money to be entertained. That's, That's all cool. it is. So. That's my job.
0: That's what I like think I do. Entertain. I mean, I'm not. Let's be honest. I'm not the greatest wrestler, but I will entertain the shit out of you.
1: Hey, like, yeah, you know, um, John Cena probably not the best technical wrestler. Hulk Hogan probably not the best technical wrestler. I think they've done pretty well for themselves. So yep. you haven't necessarily got to be the most technically proficient person in the world. If you're entertaining, that's all people want. No, that's it. Yeah, that's it. There's always so obviously- something different at a wrestling show. Exactly, if you had a just a circus just full of clowns or just full of high wire artists or just full of elephant trainers It'd be boring. You want a bit of something of something of everything. It's like a buffet. That's just how I kind of see it Yeah Um. So going from obviously bad lads drill to bevy weight drill then your next sort of evolution is promoter drill now, how did that come come about because some wrestlers, they just want to wrestle and that's cool. Some wrestlers talk about being promoters because they'll say, oh, if I had my own promotion, I would do things this way or I'd do things that way. What led to you taking that first step to saying, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to put my, my own money where my mouth is and I'm going to open up my own company.
0: Well, there's, there's, there's two answers to this question really. Uh, so it's a two-part question. So I'm going to start off with the first reason why I decided to do it. So there's this guy I can't remember his name it oh, was running his first, I think it was lee his his first name was lee I can't remember his second name he was a scouter, um and he was running his first ever show and it was gonna be in warrington yeah and he he boots all this talent on people who hadn't had an opportunity before and it was, <laughs> it, was it was it was like bringing um Primate down he was bringing T-Bone down he was bringing this guy this guy and it was like me against it was meant to be me against Primate Cameron Solas was going to wrestle t on, Gradwell was going to wrestle this guy do you know, do you know so he had, so yeah, yeah. He had like all these really good guys against giving these guys an opportunity but unfortunately the show ended up getting cancelled a month before I think he he had money issues or something so, or personal issues, So ended up canceling and It really pissed me off that he did it because so I was really looking for because I was helping him as well. Um you know? I'm, well, giving him some advice, and it really yeah. pissed. me that He canceled Sean. I was angry. I was uh, angry and annoyed. So I was like, "I can run a wrestling show. I can do this." Do you know? So I thought, right. What What can I do? So I thought, right. I wanna. I, I feel certain promoters do things wrong, but that's just my opinion. And they probably feel like I do certain things wrong. But I thought, this, these people need an opportunity, and they're always getting pushed out by Joe, your Joey Aces, Mace Billy Guerrero, you know, all these guys. And it's always the same people who are, like, the top top four in the company are always wrestling each other. I thought, I want to give, give you Phil Michaels, you Sandy Beach, you Jason Ross, these guys prove that they can handle you know, the best in the country. And that that was the reason. Well, the first reason was because that guy cancelled the show. The second reason was because I felt like these people deserve to prove to these other promoters that they can wrestle these other guys. And that was the main reason why I thought, I want to start this wrestling show. Not for, ego, not for my ego, but to give these other guys an opportunity and um, to prove that they can... They could compete with the best in the country.
1: That's it. So how did you um, happen upon the the name This Is Wrestling? Because I think when you come to name your promotion, um, yeah. it's it's one of them things. I mean, it feels like every combination of three letters has been fucking taken. It's been done to death. I know mean, there's at least six or seven PCWs that I've heard of. There's a million BCWs. You I mean, it's just... How did you happen? How did you kind of settle on this is wrestling? Well, I was trying to
0: like like anything. You're trying to find something that's unique and different and that will stand out. And it took me it took me ages to think of a name. And then it was like, can we call ourselves Global Something Wrestling? I was like, no, oh, because it's already one. Can we call ourselves this? Like, it ended up being like the old TNA, like WC, like it was coming out LGPW or you, uh, even something like you was like PWU, stuff like that. I was like, oh, I don't like it. And then I thought, you know what? The name's not important. It's the wrestling shows. And I thought, the young the young guys who were coming on, this is wrestling. This is proving what wrestling is. And I thought, oh, that's meant that. TRW, this is wrestling. Plus, you can always you get the fans chanting, this is wrestling. And that's yeah. That. The idea behind it, I thought it's simple, it's not complicated, and
1: this is wrestling. Oh like I mean, like that's that that's a really fucking good way of doing it. I mean, if you if you can pick something that the fans are already chanting and they don't realise that they're chanting another company's name, that's a fucking good idea. You said you're a bit sort of slow on the uptake sometimes, but mate, that's a fucking good idea. Well, yeah. thank you. <laughs> every every so often, you know, a, a blind squirrel will find a nut. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay oh, yeah. now. So, uh, how, how long has uh, this is wrestling been going for now? Uh, this is the third year. Uh, we don't do a lot of shows, though. like
0: uh, this year we, we 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 had five plans. So we've been doing four for the last two years, and this year we thought can we do five? able to do five because i didn't really want to oversaturate the show i wanted yeah, to yeah. learn before we could run first you know like some promotions go i'm oh, gonna do 200 shows in a year i'm not thinking of consequences so i wanted to keep it like enough so people can come want to come back and see what happens next
1: yeah mate, you know, i i take my, yeah i take my hat off to you because as you said a lot of promoters they just go balls to the wall. Like, oh, I'm going to boot 10 shows because I want consistency. And they'll be at multiple venues. Like, no, no, no. Just get one venue, start sowing that fucking seed when it starts to build, then add more shows, then add more venues. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, 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 I... that was exactly what I'm aiming for. So like I said, we did, we did have
0: five plans for this year. But obviously because of this epidemic, it's thrown a spanner into the works. So we're practically restarting again when everything is lifted.
1: Well, I kind of look at the corona situation as it's made us all equal now because we had a lot of competition between the promotions. Sometimes it's healthy competition, sometimes not so much healthy. But no one's running shows. We are all equal. We're all completely leveled. So in some ways, obviously, it's a shit situation. People are losing houses and money and jobs and sometimes lives. But just as a little silver lining, just on the occasion, it's kind of, it has kind of made a lot of his equal. Um, yeah. There's, there's something in it. I mean, there's, yeah, it is what it is. Obviously, while we are talking about Corona, we do want to give Miss Kim Rocks a massive shout-out. She is dealing with, the uh, obviously, COVID-19 at the minute she has uh, contracted it. with um, myself and Drill have been you know, lighting up her Facebook wall with plenty of memes, Plenty of sarcastic, banterful comments. <laughs> um, if anyone sees them and thinks we're being mean, it really, really isn't. Like she Got loves this it. stuff. The, the, the closer these jokes get to the bone, then the more she loves it. So, obviously, <laughs> yeah. massive shout out to Kim Knox. Get well soon. Kick its ass, and hopefully, we will yeah, we'll speak to you soon as well. So yeah, love you, Kim. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to tell people on the podcast what jokes we're doing just in case they go, no, that's probably a bit far. But just honestly, if if you've seen them, ladies and gents, it's all meant with love. So don't worry about it. Kim does not have boundaries, put it that way. That's all I'm going to say. No boundaries with that. No, I mean, little story for you. And again, she'll be happy with me telling this story. Now, when she lost her grandma a few years ago, I think it was between five five and ten years ago, she was obviously a bit distraught, a bit cut up. She gives me a call, I'm not in work, so I'm like, cool, we'll meet you in Spoons in 20 minutes, I'll see you in spoons, we'll have some drinks, have some food, take your mind off it. Now, over drinks and food, she tells me that her grandma has been buried with her mobile phone, because she used to text um, the, the, the grandkids and whatever, she was quite like a youngish nan, like she loved her tech and stuff. I was like, oh, so your nan's been buried with a phone? Yeah, yeah, fully charged mobile phone, she's been buried with her. And it's not one of my best moments, but I said, well, shall we ring her? <laughs> and she's been buried. She's you know, um, six feet under whichever cemetery it was. And Kim, without even missing a beat, went, yeah, takes her phone out. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? We are literally phoning a uh, dead grandma that's been buried earlier that day. What if she fucking answers? Like it's <laughs> what? Like what if she answers? Like yeah. What if she she answers? Like we rang her, and what if she fucking answers? I was so fucking. Like, it's fucking madness. But the fact that Kim was like, yeah, cool. Like yeah, she's got no boundaries. Kim can't say enough good about her. She's awesome. Get well soon, Kim. Get well. So, we're going to move into the next segment. Uh, it's called the APA segment. Don't worry, there's no Bradshaw around us, all this, or anything like that. It's Ask Phil Anything. Now, from obviously one promoter to another, one performer to another, um, mate, you can literally ask me anything. So, is there anything that you want to either throw me under the bus about, pick my brain about, anything like that? I've got a question for you, Phil. I've got um. a question for you.
0: Let's be serious for a minute, yeah? I've got a question for you. What... Is your obsession with bald men with beards because you're a Have you got a secret about this or something?
1: It's like, it didn't occur to me until somebody like pointed it out. Um, and I was like, no, we've not got that many bald men. And then it started like ticking over, and I had like, okay, drill Troy Goose, Mark Morgan, uh, Keith Myatt, Ryan Myatt, I was like oh, uh, perfect Paul James. It's like, holy shit, we've got a lot of bald people on the roster. And it's, it's expanding. It is expanded. Like, I don't know if that's... It can't be to do with me, because a lot of these people were bald before they started at Press and Hugh. But we do have a lot of bald men with beards on the roster. It's, it's fucking weird. I mean... um yeah, it's I, I don't know. It's maybe it's just the fashion. Yeah, a lot of people can't be asked to do their hair anymore, so it's just yeah. easier just to shave it all off. Perhaps. <sighs> I well, don't know.
0: I, I think it's pretty. Um, I think it's one good looking posture, but I'm honest with you. <laughs> well,
1: I, when, I, when I come to like put, uh, put my posters together, um, someone says, you do realize you realise yeah, you you got of the five people on your poster?" for a bald, I went, no, 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 Drill's got a hat <laughs> <laughs> so at, yeah, at, at a little moment I was like, yeah, fine, fuck it, there's a, there's a lot of bald people on my roster it's not in my doing though, it just happens to be the, the style at the time, I mean, if I was going bald not like someone that I'm not going to mention, <clears throat> Dave you <Dovecchio. clears throat> uh, <laughs> and having that receding hairline, sorry Dave Uh, But also, Steve Saxon. Steve Saxon, sorry, mate, but you are receding quite badly. He's he's, he's Bobby sheltered, that, isn't Yeah. I mean, if mine was going that way, I wouldn't want to get to the Hogan stage where it's just, like, the Julius Caesar laurel reef around the back. I would be bald all over. I'd say, get rid of it. I am done. (laughs) But, but But until that day that my hair kind of gets to that point, I'm keeping it. That's the one thing I've got going for me. I've got a shit accent. I've got a stupid face, but I've got good hair, so fuck that, I'm keeping it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll come uh, so I, I'm going to uh, get my own back a little bit. So you've got the choice. I've got three envelopes in front of me, and for no reason why I keep sealing these fucking envelopes rather than just reusing them, but here's what it is. You've got envelopes A, B, or C. Each one has got a different game show or task, or kind of little funny segment in it. So three different ones. I need you to pick A, B, or C for me. Uh, let's go for B. Go for B. Everyone goes for B, right down the middle. But no, that's fine. Like, give me two seconds. Well, why I keep fucking sealing them? I could reuse them. But... <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one else can see it you man. I know. Like I, I, don't, I never learn. I keep doing it. i was going to automatic mode. I'm like, no, no, be professional. Go the whole hog. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's. Uh, I'm, apologies, I'm, I'm going to chuck into the bus. So uh, it's called Div or Not a Div. So I'm going <laughs> to list you some uh, pro wrestling few stars and British wrestling stars. And you, you need to tell me if you think this person's a div or they're not a div. Okay. And you can't this is, think about ruin you. This, not it. it? It won't, mate. If if you dance into the bottom fiend tune or putting a carrot on my bum, isn't going to ruin you. I don't think this will do. So I, I think okay. we're good. I think we're good. So don't think don't think about it too long. Just a div or not a div. So You ready to start? Go on, though. Joey Hayes. Not a div. Big guns, Joe. Not a div. Mark Morgan. Div. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Evans, not a div. Babyface Pitbull, he's a bit of a div. Kevin Moran, div. <laughs> Steve Saxton, div. Matt Fox, not a div. R.J. Silver,
0: he's a div. <laughs> Jacob North, he's a div as well.
1: Kim Rocks, div. Last couple, Keith Myatt. Not a div. Dave D'Avecchio. He's a big div. Last two, Lucy Openshaw. Massive div. (laughs) And last but not least, Troy Goose.
0: Hmm. Not a div.
1: Wow, okay. There's a a couple that surprised me in there. But uh, yeah, you've done all right. I don't think that's going to cost you any boogings. I think you're relatively safe on that one, mate. Did I get a score? What score did I get? Hey, well, there's, there's no score. I just wanted to kind of get your sort of vibe. There's a couple that I kind of bet which way you'd go on it. And I got Mark Morgan right, because you called him a div. Pitbull right, you called him a div. kevin Moran, I thought you were going to be kind to, but you called him a div. So <laughs> uh, there's a couple right that I guess. There's a couple wrong that I guessed as well. Did, well did, win some, did I win some money? You win a chicken bucket full of carrots. They may or may not be used. <laughs> right, we're gonna move yeah, we're gonna move swiftly into the final, final segment of the show. And this is where I get to hand the reins over to you. So you're gonna get like a minute or so. Um we want you to get something off your chest. We want some you want you to just go off on one, and whatever you wanna have a little rant about is completely up to you, whether it's about wrestling, whether it's about Tiger King, like Magic Mark, whatever you wanna say. So I'm going to hand the microphone over to you when it is all yours so we we'll are give it a go do you,
0: do you know what irritates me do you know what really irritates me the runk on bloody bridge that's what irritates me I mean before I got wheels I used to be able to drive around it but they bring it in yeah they bring this
1: bridge in and they cover all the exits and entrances so you have to go to this fucking bridge right and then all that you've got to pay to get onto it. I mean, I understand they need to get the money back, but what why? Why have they got to block all the entrances? I don't want to travel over this bridge. I try every possible turn it, and like,
0: all yeah. is a block road, turn around, block road, turn around. And they end up on this stupid fucking bridge that they spend billions of pounds on. I don't want to be on it. And one <laughs> time I'm <drove laughs> up this bridge and I'm determined not to not to pay for it, right? I'm determined not to pay for it. And I got a fucking letter for him at all, and I got £60. And so I <laughs> said, I'm not going to £60. In fact, no, it was under the 20 pounds because I got charged twice. I said, I'm not paying 20 pounds I said, I didn't want to be out on this bridge. I didn't want to be in fucking rub car. I tried everywhere else. And I had no option to go over. I didn't want to pay. So they sent me an email back saying, all right, just pay the £1.80 and stop being me a melt. Not, obviously, not in them words, but it's the £1.80. So begrudgingly paid the £1.80. And that's why I ate the Runcorn Bridge. Because you've had you got no other way to go apart all that stupid
1: fucking bridge. Wow. now, for anyone listening to this, I genuinely, when we do these open mic segments, I don't ask what they're going to talk about. I don't prompt them. I don't give them clues. I say, this is what you're doing. Uh, you get open mic, whatever you want to say. Now, I wasn't prepared for Drill to have a go at a bridge. So if you can hear me giggling like an idiot in the background, I apologise. But it's goddamn funny. When Drill goes off on one, that shit is funny. Do you know who I blame? Go on. Carol Baskin. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> don't let Magic, Magic Mark hear you say that. I was, he, he went to town on Tiger King. Uh, uh. you yeah, know. Magic Mark, if if stop listening, just stop. Don't, if you listen to this, just don't do it. Um fucking bridge. Oh my god. Is there anything that you wanna anything you want to plug while you're on the podcast, whether it's your own or whether it's your company's or both? Um
0: well I'm I'm pretty do you know what? I'm pretty crap at social media as well. I should be really better at it. But I'm I'm lazy with social media. But what I will say is don't bother following me. It's I'll add you. Because if if you do right. If you don't have a picture and you try and have me, I ain't accepting it. Because I get a lot of them, right? And I always think there's some try to get money off me for going watch them touch themselves naked. I ain't ain't (laughs) accepting them. So don't send me a free request. Yeah. But this is wrestling on Facebook at this is wrestling. Yeah. There's two of them, but ignore the other one. There's a picture with my badge on it. So follow that one of the this is wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Follow this is wrestling, please on Facebook. We're also on Instagram, and we're also on Twitter. Um, Three different people handle them. I don't handle them. I just handle the Facebook one. So if you want to send me a message, send me a message on this is wrestling, Um, and that's it. So I've got, so I've got set to that. And follow pro wrestling for you.
1: Amazing, actually amazing, drill. I can say, mate, it's an absolute pleasure to speak to you because I mean I haven't seen you since what March. Yeah, Have I seen it, you this year? Say so, so again, sorry.
0: Have I seen you this year?
1: Um, Yeah, you're at... Yeah, I did. I had that tag match you know, with Dave. That was the last time I've yeah, yeah. seen him. Yeah. Were, were, you, were you not at Unstoppable Wrestling the week after? Probably was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course you were. It was you and the Jacob North. Yeah, well, yeah we had, a, yeah, we had a... it's, it's been months, and hopefully once all this is done, mate, I hope to be sharing... a a pie with you, whether it's at the Silverdale Working Men's Club or Padium or wherever it is that we usually get to do all this shit. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, mate. It's always fun. It's always a good laugh. That's why we wanted to get you on and to get our champion on. It's been an absolute fucking pleasure. Thanks for having me. It's been been fun. No worries, mate. I'll speak to you later. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. Check out Pro Wrestling for You on all social media platforms and stream our back catalogue of shows over at pw4uondemand.co.uk.